Welcome to the Women Get Real podcast. It's time for us to break free from the things that hold us back and spread God's love in a way that only women can. I want to thank you for joining us today and hope this inspires you to become all that God destined you to be in Christ Jesus. It's time to get real. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Women Get Real podcast. I'm Jessica Landman, and I am so excited to have Lindsay Moylan join our podcast today. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? Good, how are you? Great. Lindsay is entering her sophomore year at North Point Bible College, and she just got back from a seven-week missions trip in Dalwa in the Ivory Coast of Africa. Yes. Great. <laughs> women Get Real is all about helping women overcome the bondage of fear or frankly anything that holds them back and help them to become all they are destined to be in Christ Jesus. And nothing makes me happier than seeing a woman do just that. I'm so impressed with Lindsay's commitment to seek after God's will for her life, especially at such a young age. So I invited you here today to share with the women about what God's done in your life. And maybe you can encourage some other women to take um, a leap of faith and follow hard after what God's plans are for them. Awesome. Great. So from what you told me, when you were 13 years old, you had an encounter with the Lord in your bedroom. Is that right? Yes, that Can is correct. Can you share about that? I would love to hear more detail. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yep, I was 13, and I was just starting to kind of get serious about my walk with God and really wanting to read the Bible and spend time with the Lord. And I was praying one night in my bedroom, and I had a vision of me with a bunch of in, – I was in Africa with a bunch of kids mm. – and I was like, okay, God wants me to pray for the kids in Africa. <laughs> so that's what I did uh, for a week straight. I just prayed for the kids in Africa. And I went to a youth retreat that weekend. And I kept having this vision like multiple times. And I was like, this is so weird. Like what is happening? So I talked to youth leader about it. And she was like, oh yeah, like you're having a vision. And God's <laughs> trying to talk to you. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. But then I didn't really like, I don't even remember if I prayed about it after or not. But besides the point, I went home. And I just, like, could not stop thinking about the vision. And I just had, like, this deep knowing mm -hmm. that God was calling me to ministry. And I was uncertain because I didn't – I never felt that feeling before. I didn't know what a vision – all that stuff. It was just – I was super new in my walk with God. And so I said to the Lord, I was like, all right, God, if you're calling me to ministry, then the sunset's going to be pink tonight. Oh, I love that. You <laughs> and, threw on that fleece. Yeah, like a like giddy. <laughs> just did it. And I – I was getting ready for youth group that night, and I came in my room, and I was like, oh, there's kind of like a pink glow in here. And then I was like, so I went and looked out my window, and brightest pink sunset I've seen in my entire life. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Now, you were 13 years old, mm -hmm. which is kind of young to kind of figure out what you're going to do with your life. Have you ever, like, second-guessed your decision to go into ministry, and, I mean, mm -hmm. or to Bible college for that matter? Or did you, like, always know from the beginning? You were like, the Lord told me I'm just sticking <laughs> to the plan, and the plan is it. Yeah. In the beginning, beginning, like, when I was super young, it was mm -hmm. definitely like that. Like, I was just like, yep, this is what I'm called to do. doesn't matter what anybody says, what anybody thinks, because I was just, like, young and and young in my walk with God, too, which also makes it different. Mm -hmm. But the older I got, like, I hated public speaking when I was in high school. Like, literally despised it, was so afraid of it. And a lot of times that would bring insecurity, like, oh, but sure. I'm not even good at public speaking. Like, there's no way I can be good at ministry. That's right. And that was definitely, like, a thing that I struggled with. Mm. But in high school, God started calling me to do things that I had to use my voice for, that I had to use, like, what God had actually put inside of me instead of just, like, being behind the scenes. And so I started doing spoken word poetry. Mm -hmm. And I started leading a Bible study in my school, which was like the thing I hated. Well, that had to be unnerving. She didn't like public speaking for sure. <laughs> yes. Every, I was in 10th grade and 
literally every day before I had to do it, I'd be like, mom, I don't want to do it. I hate doing this Bible study. My mom would just like encourage me to do it. And I would just like awkward laugh. And anyways, but that really helps me to get past it and realize like, you know, I really could do it. And that it didn't actually matter if I was good at public speaking or not. But when the anointing came on me, like that was what mattered because it wasn't even me talking anymore. Right. I kind of think God has like a little bit of a sense of humor. He always asks us to do something that we don't really love to do. Mm-hmm. I remember early on in like my ministry days, he asked me to write a book. And I thought, I don't even like to read. Like, why would you ask me to write a book? Yeah. And so um, I think it's his way of stretching us mm-hmm. and to make us so reliant on him. Because in our own strength, if it's something that we're so comfortable with, then it doesn't seem like God needs to show up. Yeah. But if it's an area that let's say we lack, then mm-hmm. we really need to rely on God more and that's exactly where he wants us. Yes, definitely true. (laughs) So, okay, so this is the call. You kind of go through this high school Mm -hmm. and you end up in North Point Bible College. And how did this opportunity for Dilwa um, come to be? Uh, Obviously, was it with your school or was this an opportunity outside of school Mm -hmm. that yeah so I was actually still in high school when I kind of came across the opportunity okay I was at National Fine Arts with the Assemblies of God and there within the Assemblies of God AGWM which is Assemblies of God World Missions Mm -hmm. there is um, basically like the Africa ministries is Mm -hmm. called Africa's House and so I just basically was like hey yeah like I'm interested in like serving in Africa like I filled out a paper or something and they contacted me to serve in Djibouti which never ended up happening because I was only 17. And okay. Anyway, it's Djibouti's not a very safe place. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Anyways, and then obviously COVID happened and a lot of different things. So that ended up being like just didn't even happen at all. And then this past fall, I was actually praying. I was like, okay, God, like I want to serve this summer, but I don't know where or how. So mm-hmm. I was just like asking the Lord to show me. And the missionaries that I served with, Brent and Shelly Teague, they reached out to me and were like, hey, like we'd love to have you come serve with us. And I was like, awesome. Okay. And yeah. So they told you right away it was in the Ivory Coast. Yes. Africa. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're a 19 year old girl. (laughs) (laughs) How did you, were you afraid to go over to like Africa by yourself? I mean, that area of the world isn't the safest. (laughs) And you're 19. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it was. Post-COVID, I mean, although we're still walking through that now, I mean, were you afraid to go there? Did you receive opposition? Did people try and talk you out of it? Yeah. Um, I, at first, I wasn't afraid at all. I was just, like, so excited to go and, like, knew God was asking me to go. So I was like, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care about, like, I didn't care about anything. I was just like, I'm going. But obviously, like, you know, everybody has their opinion. Right. And Mm -hmm. and I'm at Bible college, so it's even a bigger deal. So (laughs) I could could imagine. (laughs) Yeah. So everyone has their opinion about who I'm serving with, why I'm going there to serve. Um, And also, obviously, like, the things like, you know, you're so young, like, you can't file that way by yourself. Like, you're Mm -hmm. just a young girl, like, stuff like that. Um, Definitely came into play. A lot. There wasn't, like, a ton of opposition, but, like, little things here and there. People were like, oh, well, if you, like are doing that all summer like how are you gonna pay for your school bill because you can't work and I was like like I asked me to do it he's gonna provide <laughs> exactly so like I didn't really like the opposition I did receive I didn't really care I was kind of just like let it roll off my shoulders but a fear thing for me that came in I definitely I didn't think I was afraid to travel by myself but when it got closer I was like <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean it's scary I mean like I said it's it's tough yes. enough to be a woman and then to be a 19 year old woman mm-hmm. flying halfway across uh the you know, the earth, it's kind of a unnerving yeah, thing. Definitely. And not speaking French either because I didn't even, I don't oh, know why right. I didn't realize this, but like on the flight to France, they're going to talk to you in French. 
Oh my goodness. It's I didn't like think. obviously flight attendants like know English, but still like would immediately speak to me in French because I'm of European descent. So, so did you fly know? by yourself or did you meet up with a group of people? I was with people, but I never met them before okay. and I wasn't so you were sitting by with them or anything. So yeah. I was basically by myself. Yeah. But yeah, so that was definitely like when I was when I got to the airport, I was like, wow, I was like, okay, God, please help me. I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's again where he likes us to be. So relying mm-hmm. on him. So let's talk like walk me through your experience. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's put the, the ministry part on hold just for a moment. And let's like talk about more of like the cultural piece of it. Yeah, definitely. So you get there like how are the living you know arrangements mm-hmm. how is the cuisine <laughs> we already talked a little bit about the language barrier yes. you know so I just, i'd love to hear a little bit about that yeah definitely um where i was staying i lived in a city called dawala obviously mentioned a few times mm-hmm. and i stayed at basically like the missionaries i was serving with they train other missionaries yeah so they have almost like a campus so i was staying in a apartment building like a small apartment building with okay. another girl so it was and, an actual yeah because you know when we think of africa sometimes we think right. we're going to be in a dirt floored tent exactly <laughs> okay so that's pretty good yeah so because since i was in a city it was like there's restaurants and stores and stuff okay. um but yeah for food i personally loved west african food but oh. if you do not like spicy food okay. it's not for you good to know good to yeah know. their food's really spicy like everything is hot everything has pepper like it's yeah but my two favorite things were i love palm sauce and it's basically sauce made from the palm nut from a palm tree okay so they like make they make oil out of it and then they make it into sauce okay so it's like their sauce is kind of like stew is it like coconutty or is it like a different flavor it's a very acquired taste okay some people say it tastes fishy i do not agree okay (laughs) it tastes like i don't know I really can't explain it. Okay. You'll have to go there and try it. All right. But yeah, it's like, it's like has meat and vegetables in it and they pour it, put it over rice. And then my other favorite thing there was, it's called fish and, fish and achike. Okay. So it's like f- some type of fried fish, either they have a fish there called so-so or like carp. We don't eat carp in America, apparently. That's mm. what I was informed when I came okay. back. But anyway, <laughs> and the achike is uh, like a grain like kind of they cook it like rice but it's made from cassava root oh i love cassava root so that would have been that would be good for me so it's fermented cassava root which Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting but they put like sweet peppers and onions on it oh and it's really good I love, I mean, I'm yeah. gluten-free because I have celiac, so cassava root's my there friend. You go. So I think that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. All right, so anything not good to eat? Um, liver and kidneys oh. when we were in the village. Okay. Kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. I did not have to eat it, but some people had, um, like, intestines tied together in a ball. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's what, what you know. We're not familiar with that right, in America. <laughs> but, yeah, that was really gross to me. And I do not like um the lentils that they make there i didn't even remember this until a few days ago i was with my family at a mexican restaurant mm-hmm. and in the rice there was lentils in it and i could not eat it really? because lentils of all things they made like this like kind of like not refried beans but sort of i don't even know how to explain it but it's okay. like in the lentils they had meat in it but it was always like intestines, like every oh, time. Well, that, so then when I was that eating it in America, it. I was like, I cannot. I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Sounds pretty disgusting. But yeah. But hey. But yeah, those were the only things I really didn't like. Besides that, pretty much like everything I had. Oh, that's neat. Mm-hmm. How about the animals? So I know I've heard from you and maybe you'd like to share a little bit about some 
snakes that are native yes. to this area of Africa that honestly, without the Lord's direction, just for that alone, I wouldn't go over. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of snakes. I hate snakes. And pretty much, I don't think there's only like one type of snake that's not deadly there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they have green mambas, which is like, that would only be when you're like in the woods area. Yeah. Okay. But those, we went to the village. I was instructed to walk exactly in the middle of the path so that mm. green, so that the mambas do not fall on top of me and kill me. Oh, that's, that's good. Yes. There's also cobras and that. Okay. We had an You experience. have to share the cobra story. Yeah. The, the cobra, cobra story, story is so good that she has to share the cobra story. <laughs> it's not really my story, but it happened while I was I there. I was going to say, it's close enough. It was yeah. enough for me to get on a plane and head back home. Uh, yeah. So in one of the other like buildings where the married couples live, mm -hmm. they're, um, one night one of the girls texted me and she's like, there was a snake in our toilet, a cobra. And I was like. That's I don't literally. Think I'd use the bathroom again. I'd be like, I'm holding it. Till I, I was home. so afraid. Every time I go to the bathroom, I'd be like, Cobra, Cobra. So <laughs> in the afraid. toilet. Yes. Okay. And the guy who saw he was like freaked out, so he flushed it. So they had to pour poison in the septic system to kill it. Because it could have popped up in somebody else's yep. toilet. That's all I would have needed to hear. Yeah. No. It's I hate snakes. Yeah. So I was just like, please, Lord, no snakes. But yeah. <laughs> oh. And then the language. You said it was a challenge from the moment you got on the plane. But yes. how was it like the rest of the time there? Were there people who spoke English or were you literally just learning French on the go? Because if I remember correctly, you mm. took high school Spanish. Yes, I took Spanish, which is a little confusing because sometimes French, it doesn't really sound like Spanish. But when you don't know it, you're like want to respond yeah. in the second language that you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it definitely was hard and really frustrating. There wasn't a lot of people who spoke English. If they did speak English, it was like a very small amount yeah so it was like trying to find ways that like to break the language barrier without actually knowing the language is really hard like the f <laughs> the scariest moments were like in the grocery store or like the market when you're by yourself and you're having to figure out like okay how do I ask them for this like oh I don't know what I'm saying but yeah it was definitely hard but I started to learn more as I went so, so it got easier so do you know like conversational french now or like you've been back a few weeks and you're like it's gone i'm poo poo okay bonsoir comment ça va oh ça va bien mm. i speak a little french as well yeah i know a little bit um it makes me want to learn more i like french now that i know a little bit that's awesome yeah. all right let's transition over to the ministry mm -hmm. piece was it was it what you expected was the experience like all you had hoped and prayed and <laughs> thought it was going to be or you know was it different in any way yeah it was definitely different than i expected it to be um, I guess I don't really know if I had like hopes for what it would be, but I definitely had a certain expectancy. Mm -hmm. And so it was different. I knew it would be doing kids ministry and I did do that. So like that was fulfilled, awesome. but the kids ministry was different than I thought it would be. A lot, a lot of it was different because of the language barrier. It was harder to be like as hands-on as I wanted to be because yeah. I didn't know like, and obviously like getting translators and stuff is like, can be complicated. So that was different um there was like the way that um obviously there's no wrong way to do it but the way that the crusades were, were just different than what I was familiar with yeah and so that was uncomfortable to me because I was like okay well like that's not how I do it yeah <laughs> which is obviously a bad attitude to have but it's that was different there's also a lot of times when it was like really slow like we would you know I mean they live there all the time mm -hmm. so like sometimes our crusades would get canceled or something that happened when I first got there 
the schools like let all their kids out early and we're supposed to be in these schools all these different days doing like skits and handing out something called the book of hope which basically just explains the gospel and so that was like during that time when the schools kept canceling us we were like cricket cricket (laughs) it's like what do we do now what do we do with all that time exactly so that was like that I didn't like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. also the American in me is very like I always want something to do, right? And yeah, yeah. so that was definitely um, different than I expected. But I did still learn a lot. It was just definitely different. So, like, what are your takeaways? So, you know, you're 13 years old. You have mm-hmm. this beautiful encounter with Jesus in your room. Mm-hmm. You know, you're called into ministry. You have this picture of children in Africa, which you just did. Mm-hmm. Is that the route you're going to continue to do? I mean, are you still figuring it out? Like, what Like, what are your takeaways from your time yeah. there? Definitely still figuring it out. Okay. And that's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, um, I don't really know, like, obviously when I had that vision, I was like, okay, like, I'm called to be a missionary in Africa. Like, you know, just like young kid, like, full of zeal, like, very excited. But it wasn't, um, like, I don't know, as I've continued, even when I got older, I was like, okay, like, I'm not really sure that that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. Right. After this experience, I'm like, okay, yeah, no. Not to say I'm not going back to Africa, but being a missionary like that is just, like, I don't think it's my thing. I don't think. And when you say a missionary like that, you mean, like, actually having a position in a country and staying Mm -hmm. there and, like, setting up a church. Like, you live there all the time. Yeah. Like, you eat lentils every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think that... I think that um, I'm just, like, still learning exactly where God wants me to be. Yeah. And I am learning that that's okay. Yeah. That it's okay to not know. It's okay if you're calling, quote, unquote, changes. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's not actually changing. You're just learning it's, what it really well, is. Well, yeah. I, you know, and the one thing that, you know, people always talk to me about is, like, I want to know what God has. What is what is God's perfect plan for my life? What's my path? What's mm-hmm. What's my destiny? Well, you know what? God's not going to tell you, one, everything that happens in your life. Because Mm -hmm. one, it would be kind of boring if you knew everything. And two, because honestly, you can't handle it. Mm -hmm. And it it requires a lot of trust and faith, which is necessary to get you to where he wants you to be. Mm -hmm. So at 19 years old, the fact that you do not have it all figured (laughs) out is perfectly fine. But what I love about it is that you are just all in. Like the Lord said, do this and you're going to going to do it mm-hmm. so what do you think your next step's going to be like will you head to another country because i believe you were in wait now i can't remember haiti were you in haiti where did, did you no no, oh. no when you were younger before yeah i went to haiti and guatemala okay okay yeah yeah so you've already been to two other countries mm-hmm. and done missions trips yes. so yeah so i don't really know right now i'm going back to bible college <laughs> i'm going back to be a residence assistant and that's my next assignment to just pour into those girls right but I don't really know what's next I um I want to intern with someone that I think is more geared towards what I actually feel called to do at the end of the day yeah which is more of a church planning role okay an evangelistic role um so I want to kind of like explore that a little more see if it's really like what it is obviously pray into it more but yeah for now my next assignment is just go back to school and do what God wants me to do there Awesome. So as we kind of come to a close, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to a young woman who is actively seeking out the Lord's plan for their life? And actually a woman of any age for Mm -hmm. that matter, because it doesn't matter what stage of your life. We're always, we should always be seeking God and his path for our life. So like what advice would you give? Definitely. 
um, something that I've been learning in this season of my life is just about following the one instruction God gives you and the Mm -hmm. next assignment. And just to like encourage other women that it's okay. Like if you don't know what the assignment is right away, that's okay. But to actually ask God and to seek him when I was in Africa, I had a lot of downtime because (laughs) my Wi-Fi was broken at my apartment for like a month. So I literally was just like, nothing to do like all the time in my okay room. so i got really like deep into the word of god and like a, i had a fresh forced hunger. to be still moment yes exactly <laughs> but it sent me back with a fresh hunger for god's word and just like a lot of beautiful moments in god's presence and just like realizing that like when god speaks and you obey that it brings like that brings blessing in your life it mm. brings abundance to your life and being obedient to god like that can change someone else's life forever that's right And so it's just, like, to follow the one instruction is the most important thing. And if you don't know, like, that's okay. Ask God. Like, if you're about to graduate high school, okay, God, what do I do after high school? If you're graduating college, all right, Lord, like, what's the next step for my job path? If your kids are all leaving the house, okay, God, what do you want me to do now that my kids are all grown up? (laughs) If you are getting ready to retire, okay, God, what's your assignment for me now? That's right. Because God always has an assignment for us in every season and never feel like your calling is finished or it's over or mm. you're done. I say as long as you have breath in your lungs, then yeah. God still has purpose for your life. Exactly. So, yeah. Because there's always someone who needs Jesus. There's always someone who needs hope. And we have the answer to everything. We have the answer for hope. And his name is Jesus. And, yeah, just to encourage you guys to follow that one instruction and ask God what that instruction is for your life right now so that you can see people saved and set free. And, Amen. Yeah. I mean, I love what you say, though. Be obedient to the step that he's given you right now mm-hmm. because, again, we're so focused on down the road that we never, ever want to just be content with the moment that we're on. And often we miss the very thing that God's asking of us. Mm-hmm. And I have, again, women say to me, I can't hear or he doesn't speak to me. And yeah. I always say, ask yourself, have you obeyed him and and the instruction that he's given yeah. you last time. Exactly. Because if you haven't, he likely isn't going to give you a next step. So mm-hmm. make sure that you're following his plan for you right yeah. now. And then when you're ready and the next assignment happens, mm-hmm. then it's time to kind of, it's like we're on a need to know basis. Yes. You know, I know everybody wants to know, yeah. but we're all on a need to know basis. Exactly. But. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining yeah, me today definitely. and sharing your heart with all these women. I yes. hope um, that you... You know, you liked being here and sharing your passion with these women. Um, I know that God has a purpose and a plan for every woman out there. But I also know that the enemy has a strategy to instill fear and to stop people from following hard after God's call Mm -hmm. in their life. So I just hope that Lindsay's um, testimony today has encouraged you to just seek God and all that you do. And I hope that you find your purpose and that you chase after it with just zeal. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us, us and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. If you want to hear more, consider liking and following us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for getting real with us.